Hey, this is Latif Mikado, and you're listening to the Good Night Freestyle Podcast, where I take some time each night to try and reflect on the freestyle scene, where it is, where it's going, and try to figure out how to sustain it, not just for future generations to enjoy, but also to benefit. So sit back, relax, and let's talk some freestyle. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Latif, and welcome to the Good Night Freestyle Podcast, and this is episode 240. Hoping you guys are doing swell. Ah, Thursday night, humid. Oh, my God, it's hot out here. Uh, I wonder if it has anything to do with those hurricanes. I don't know. I don't follow the weather like that. (laughs) You guys are probably saying, hey, you don't follow the weather. You don't follow politics. My wife does, so she kind of gives me, you know, the summary. I don't have to sit there and read the whole book. She'll tell me. She'll give me the, the gist of it, you know? She's like the, the TV guide of, of the news, you know? I don't need to watch an hour's worth of show, break, break it down in, uh, in, uh, in a few little sentences. Same thing with uh, the weather. Hurricane Louisiana and then Texas. Okay, all right, cool. It's supposed to be worse than uh, Katrina. Oh, oh, wow, okay. You know, I'll pray, you know? It's horrible, horrible. Um, yeah, definitely no joke, and I, I hope... Uh, people are obeying the rules to um, to evacuate. Uh, that's nothing to play with. And people should have learned from the last time this went down. A lot of people stayed. A lot of people died. A lot of people who lost their homes. Homes got washed away. People were, were basically you know on their roofs, living on their roofs, um, trying to um, you know waiting for help. You got elderly people that couldn't come down the steps. The, the downstairs was uh, basically the ocean. You know, you had uh, freaking alligators and crap all in the waters and glass. And Oh, horrible, man. Horrible. Prayers uh, to all those people back in Katrina days and as well as, uh, as, well as now. I remember Angel talking about moving to Louisiana. We've been there. I like it. I, I don't want to live there. I don't want to live there, man. Listen, Monroe, we usually get the threats, the um, tornado threats. That's pretty much it. Thank God they haven't come through here yet. Haven't seen anything damaged yet. But we all know that could change tomorrow, you know? So I just pray that I don't live... I'm not around when that finally happened. I just don't want to experience that. It's, it is very scary... Especially as you get older and you have kids. I mean, a lot of times you're like, okay, let me be blown away. But what do you do about your kids or your grandkids? Where they say, you know, mothers or parents who have held on to their kids. It's like like the tornadoes literally ripped these kids out of their arms. You know, this is crazy. This is crazy. So, um, California has those earthquakes. Those things are horrible, man. I haven't experienced one yet. I don't want to. I mean, when I first started going to um, California, I kind of used to want to, you know, experience a little, little shimmer, a little earthquake. But you know what? That little shimmer could wind up being something really bad. And I stay in some pretty nice hotels, and they're pretty high. I'm pretty high up. And I, I definitely don't want to feel 
those buildings shape, shake and then possibly collapse. Oh man, I don't listen, I'm going back to California soon. I don't even want to think about that, <laughs> you know. Uh, same thing with Florida. You, know, you got these hurricanes, hurricanes going through. Look at what's going on with Puerto Rico. What's these islands are like getting you know devastated, beautiful, beautiful places. Tsunamis terrify me, man. Like I never knew really what a tsunami was until there was that one tsunami. I forgot. I think I was still living in New York, and then I was like, oh, oh wow. And then they showed how those things happen. So it's not like it's just a wave. You know, it's like the earth under the ocean shifts. You know, and um, it's like if you have a pan of water. And all of a sudden, one side of the pan kind of drops down a few inches. So all the water from the back now is going to rush out. So it's really scary, man. I mean, when it comes to water, man, I I don't want to play. I don't want to play. I saw a documentary about that tsunami once and how people lost their kids. And I remember an old couple had, they separated. They were looking at each other and they separated. I think the man uh, lived, the, the husband and the wife was never found her again it's like oh my god like holy cow like what a way to go so i pray i don't experience any of those uh things now when we i did do a tour texas tour i think it was during hurricane hugo i think i think it was hugo i remember we did a texas tour we did about three cities in texas three or four cities and then from there we drove to um Louisiana, we actually did a show on Bourbon Street. That was my first time going to Louisiana like that. I actually liked that. That was actually fun. This is all with Lil Susie, by the way. And then from there, we went to Panama City, Florida, which was crazy because I used to live there. I lived there like when I was like 13 years old, something like that. Um, But now we went back and it's more of, but we just went to um, a club. It's called La Villa. We did a show there. And I remember because my cousin Mariana was there and she lived there at that time and she came down. Uh, oh, no, no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. We did Mississippi also. That's right. I totally forgot that because I'm like, wait, Mariana didn't come to Club Avila. She didn't come to Florida. She came. She was in Mississippi and she came to the show there. And then my cousins and my godmother, rest in peace, she, um, they came to my, home, my hotel and they hung out with me for a little while. So it was really cool. Uh, wow, I forgot that we did uh, we did Mississippi. That's crazy. Uh, was it Alabama? Yeah, it had to be Mississippi because she wasn't living in Alabama at that time. Yeah, and then we went uh, and then we did. Um, I think Florida was our last stop, Panama City. And I remember because we were in the van in the, um, the RV, so they didn't give us a tour bus. They gave us a, basically a, an RV, and it was a. Uh, me with Lil Susie, Jocelyn Enriquez, and Collage. And Collage had that band with him called 1AM. They were whack. <laughs> they were whack. Uh, I didn't like those guys. Oh, my God. Uh, but anyway, um, and I remember because the hurricane was, like, right behind us. Like, every, every town that we left, the hurricane went through. So then uh, when we finally got to, and it kind of went off, and then and it, was, it like followed us. It was so crazy. And then when we got to Panama City, Florida, it was crazy because we were in one of those hotels that all the rooms uh, faced like the pool area. 
I mean, it was a nice hotel. We don't usually stay in those kind of hotels, kind of hotel motel kind of situation. Uh, but this one was really nice um, because of the location. So we stayed there, and I remember um, the hurricane hit. And when we woke up, I remember seeing the swimming pool literally get emptied out. Like the swimming pool that we faced, the water was going up and down. Like, a, like I had never seen anything like that in my life. It was crazy. It was like it was. I, they, they lost so much water because um, they had turned everything off. So by the time the next day we saw it, it was like more than half of it was gone. Knowing that when we woke up, when I woke up, a lot of us in our rooms, our um, our rugs were soaked, probably about eight feet in. So when you got off the bed, if you got off the bed on the side of where the door was, you're gonna your feet get wet. They got wet. So it was so crazy, man. I remember because I walked over, I was like, what the? It's carpet. <laughs> I was like, what the hell, man? So crazy, crazy. Uh, it was a cool tour. Pretty successful. Uh, I like doing it. I wouldn't do that now, though. Like Angel would. I don't know. If, well, I don't know, man. Like it would have to be so incredibly organized. You know, when I was younger and when I first started, you know, yeah, I'm, I was down for everything. Like I'm, I'm down. Yeah, you get to a certain age, man, and you've done it so many times. You really kind of want things to be to go a little more smooth because you know. We've already paid our dues as far as um, dealing with like the nonsense, the, like the bullshit events where bullshit promoters, fans that were drunk before we even got on stage, clubs that were not equipped the right way. Uh, I remember doing a show with Lil Susie. Okay, check this out. This is crazy. So I run the music and I'm usually up on the stage, on the side of the stage, if it's a big stage. This was a tiny little stage. I'm talking about tiny. So this stage was probably, I don't know, five feet by, maybe five feet by eight feet, or smaller, <laughs> okay? And the mixing board was like, I'm on stage. Now, if you guys ever watch any of the Little Susie or CoverGirl shows, you can usually see me in the back of the stage. I'm usually there, I'm not doing the music, but I'm, I'm there, well, I monitor the music. I'm the one that gets it set up, but I let the DJs run it because it's their equipment. But you usually always see me there, whether it's Lil Susie or the Cover Girls or SAL. Um, and this time with Lil Susie, the the equipment was on the stage. It was right on the side, and all it was was a little box with a little mixing board. Now, this was the kicker here. Check this out. The microphone cord. Now we didn't do wirelesses yet. The wirelesses. We had, they were there, but they weren't popular. Like, they weren't that good. Um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of places still didn't have them. They weren't reliable. Um, they were very expensive. And people just were not used to them. And it was always a problem. You went on there and you didn't get the sound. So to make, to make it as, as safe and as comfortable as possible, of course, we got a microphone with a wire. Well, the wire that Susie's mic had was only three feet long. Now, I want you to think about this now. Three feet long. So the mic goes from her mic, and then underneath the mic is the wire, and the wire connects to the back of the mixing board. Now, the mixing board was a small little Mackie board. So the Mackie board is maybe, I don't know. I'll say, just to guess it, maybe 12 by 14 inches, or so 12 feet, you know, 
when you're looking down at the mixing board. Um, so from side to side, it's like 14 inches. Because it's like a little bit of a rectangle shape. So we looked there, and in order for her to sing, like, she couldn't move. And she was like, what do I do? She goes, I can't just stay here for the whole... I said, well, this is what you're going to do. This shit's funny. <laughs> I said, this is what you're going to do. You're going to walk. I'm going to pick up the mixing board. And I'm going to walk with you. <laughs> I said, I'm going to walk back and forth on the stage with you. Oh, what I wouldn't do to find someone who has a picture of that. Unbelievable. This was so crazy. But you know what? We did it. We did it. We rocked the house and it was a, it was a successful show. And we had fun. It was something to think about, something to talk about. You know, I got to bring that up to her because I don't know if she remembers this. But it was so crazy. I remember because I had to hold the damn mixing board. She probably wouldn't remember because she was doing exactly what she always did. Was, you know, pick up the, the mic and sing. So, I don't know if you guys can hear that train. But the train's kind of loud and it's uh, passing by. And no, the train is not up the block. That shit's like miles away. Anyway. Uh, yeah, but, um, yeah, we pay those dues, man. We've done shows on pool tables where they took a piece of board and they put it over a pool table. We've done shows on the hood of cars. We've done shows on steps. We've done shows on speakers. Now, if you guys ever look at a speaker, <clears throat> okay, a speaker in the back um, has a little hole. And this, I'm talking about an empty speaker where the little hole is still there. The other side you can't use because that's where the actual, the, where the, the big hole in the cushion is. So you can't do that. But when you flip it over, you still have another hole back there. Um, and I'm talking about club speakers. I'm not talking about your home speakers, which are usually solid. But these um, still have a hole because you had the, the base that would stick out from the back a little bit. So here we are with one speaker. And, and this was with Susie. And we had to put her up on the speaker and have her do the show. So it was crazy. So I have a lot more experiences with her like that than I do with Angel because by the time I got with Angel, by the time I got on the road with her, like most shit was already established. Like we were all older. We knew how to how to do things. We knew how to ask in contracts for certain things. Um, the clubs were more advanced. Pretty much everyone has good sound systems. Everybody has wireless mics. Everybody, they usually have sound people. The gear is top notch. So we don't have that. those issues. Those issues are very rarely happen. I don't even remember like what the last issue was that, that we might have had, you know? Um, just when it comes, you know, once in a while you might get a sound that sounds horrible or a sound that cuts out. Um, but other than that, no, we usually don't have that issue. So, um, but yeah, so, uh, but that's just one of the things that, you know, kind of popped up into my, into my head. But yeah, we did, um, you know, we paid the dues, man. So when I do go on the road, uh, you know, it's a job now. I love it, but it's a job. And, um, and it's, you know, I, I don't know, you know, and the thing is, I was on the road with Susie. I was on my road with a minor and her parents, one or the other. So I didn't have a lot of the experiences other people had while on the road. Like, I didn't hang out after a show because I had to bring her back. And I wasn't going to bring her back and then me go back to the club and 
get into trouble or get drunk or whatever the case may be. See, that wasn't that wouldn't be cool. And that was one of the, the requirements working with her, you know, uh, was that. But I didn't do that anyway. Like I was past that now before I went to prison. Because remember, I worked with her before I went to prison. But as an artist, I got on stage with her. It was after I came out of prison, I went on the road as a road manager. I started working more behind the scenes. You know, one of the requirements was, hey, we're not looking. Now, they never told me that. They never said, hey, you can't hang out. Because they've had people that worked with her, um, you know, a couple of times. There's been a few times that they had other people that went on the road or I couldn't make it. Um, and these people, you know, they, they hung out at the club. They tried to pick up girls. They drank. I didn't do any of that stuff. You know, I was strictly business and i knew i had a responsibility for this little girl and i wasn't going to screw that up at all and thank god you know what we never had an issue never had an issue thank god and um but uh um but yeah it's pretty uh pretty interesting stuff you know but uh yeah but that's why you know it's it's uh oh what i was trying to say where i was going with that was you know i didn't grow up like with some of these artists now had i been on the road young maybe road managing or managing a guy group i honestly think you know life would have been different not that it would have been any better or any worse but it would have definitely been different i think maybe my my road morals would have been different uh because some of these dudes yeah the temptations are out there, you know. Uh, a lot of the temptations have come to me many, 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 many times. You know, I used to get, especially like places like Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, like those areas. I mean, for a girl to come and, you know, stick a, a note in my pocket or for a girl to proposition me or uh, a very common thing to go down. Then to go back to your room and trying to chill out for the night, you're done, you already did your show, and then you get a knock on the door and you look through the whole peephole and you see there's girls out there. You know, and I remember one time um, uh, some girls knocked on, and I thought, it, I think I had just left Susie's mom or something, and I thought maybe it was her, I forgot, but I just opened up the door, I didn't look, and it was these girls, it was these two girls, a lot of makeup on, little skirts, heels, like decked out, but this is the problem. I swear to God, they looked like they were like 10 years old. So I was like, hello, can I help you? Yeah, how you doing? You you work with little Susie, don't you? I was like, yeah. Yeah, how you doing? We were, we were at the show, and I was like, oh. I said, listen, we got to get up early. Um, I guess, we'll, you know, I can't I, I can't be here, you know, and I, I didn't, and I left it alone, you know. And I used to do the same thing with the dancers, you know, dancers used to invite girls over and I used to tell them all the time I used to be like hey man you don't know who these girls are you don't know who their brothers and their fathers are and uh, this could be a bad situation so my advice to you while you're on the road with us is uh, we we really don't want this to happen and I hate it I didn't want to treat anybody like little kids but you know we had a reputation to uphold and I had a little girl that I was responsible for so I didn't want to screw that up for nothing you know and I didn't I didn't, thank God. And to this day, you know, I'm still on the road with her when she wants to go on the road. And um, I don't think anybody could take my place. I really don't. <laughs> it's a whole other level with her than even just just the work. So, But um, if I had to go on the road with my wife and it was just me and her, no cover girls, just me and her, her solo, um, I think I could do that. I think we can go away... Uh, take like a month off 
hit the road, live in the hotels, and jump from city to city, knocking out shows. We could do that. I think we could. That I wouldn't mind doing. I don't know how often, but I'll, I'll experience that with her. You know, I think that'd be a that'd be a cool thing for us to do. You know, so we'll see. But anyway, guys, hey, listen, uh, I appreciate you. I'm out here, been sweating, man. Bugs are eating me, and uh, it's Thursday night. I got to get up and teach these these babies. Uh, everything's going good with that, by the way. Um, and that's it. Book is going good. Webinar is being built. I'm back on track. Everything seems good. Seems good. I just I'm just praying that uh you know this shit ends. This shit opens up, and we get get our life back, man. <laughs> we we at this point. It, we need it. We things need to come back to normal. So, but anyway, guys, listen. I appreciate you. Um, you know the rules. Cover those. Put those masks on. Wash those hands. Watch the little ones. Check on the elderly. Until tomorrow. Good night, freestyle. Before I lay me down to sleep, I pray to hear a freestyle beat. For if I die before I wake, I hope to make it to the break.